I said just the other day, don't send your kids to college. What are you doing? What are you doing? What did you learn in college? Most likely, you found yourself. You found partying. You learned some stuff, but you got a degree. And that, that worked for the first time. It really does. Does it matter, really, for most jobs? You want to learn something and, and have a profound change on you. You need to learn how to learn. And then you need to know that you're not being indoctrinated. Since 1844, Hillsdale has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character because they believe a virtuous citizen is the best defense for liberty. They provide more than 40 free not-for-credit courses that are self-paced so you can start whenever you want. This is everything you need to change the way you understand our country, our world, and your place in it. I personally wholeheartedly recommend checking out Constitution 101, the meaning and the history of the U.S. Constitution. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash glenn. That's hillsdale.edu slash glenn. No cost, easy to get started. hillsdale.edu slash glenn. I have to tell you, I love Elon Musk. Okay? This hour, oh, we're going to play some audio and we're going to discuss Elon Musk. But I want to start on Biden's economic policies. You know, Bidenomics. Uh, according to The Guardian, Bidenomics is already delivering for the American people. And Fortune magazine says Bidenomics is working too well and is souring the Democrats' bourgeoisie base. Really? Is that what's happening? We're going to go into that in 60 seconds. Uh, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Those are powerful, powerful words, some of the most powerful ever spoken. And they were spoken at a time and a place where babies were being murdered left and right. And they are words of blessing, words of love. And they remind us that every life on earth, including the unborn, is so special that God sent his only son to become a little baby. Unto us, a child is born. For 28 bucks, you can help a mom choose life because that's what an ultrasound costs. Once she sees and hears the heartbeat of that child, she's twice as likely to choose life. Right now, through a match of Tanya and I, your gift is doubled. So right now, we didn't meet our goal yesterday. If you would like to donate, I'm matching dollar for dollar for $100,000, and I know there's somebody behind me that will match dollar for dollar after that. Can we do 80 days and nights? Let's finish the first 40 days and 40 nights of sponsoring their entire network 24 hours a day. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, that's pound 250, keyword baby, preborn.com slash back. Okay, so let's look at some poll numbers here. Uh, First of all, the favorite talking points, inflation is decreasing. 
Inflation is decreasing. Gas prices are down. Deficit has dis- uh, decreased. Really? Has it? From when? That's what you have to ask yourself. From when? Here is what people are saying uh, about their situation. 98% of Americans say they are not better uh, in a better situation economically under Bidenomics. 95 say their grocery bills have increased under Bidenomics. 97% say their gas and diesel bills have increased under Bidenomics. 63% say their mortgage has increased under Bidenomics. 98% say utility bills have increased under Bidenomics. 64% say they're living paycheck to paycheck. 99% say they're not optimistic about the economic future of the country. 58% say the American dream is not achievable anymore. 84% say the American dream will not not be achievable in the near future. 97% say Biden administration is waging a war on the middle class. 98 say the U.S. is not better off now than when they were a kid. That's how the average person feels. However, last night I went through gaslighting and I showed you the truth on this. And I just want to replay the chalkboard segment from last night's episode because Biden had come out and said that this is the what was he the third or fourth cheapest Thanksgiving in history. Now I tried to make sense of that. Listen. Even the mainstream media is having trouble covering for this debacle. Bloomberg ran the numbers and they're insane. In fact, I would like to show them on a chalkboard because this is just so sweet. And I think you'll be able to relate on how cheap everything was. The actual cost for an average American this Thanksgiving. Now, this is Joe America. He's sitting, I heard from the administration, he's sitting on a pile of cash, pile of it, okay? He drew the short straw and he has to host the entire family at his house this year. The entire family is flying in, which kind of sucks because Joe had to help out with some of their travel, especially given that the cost of airfare. Remember, he even mentioned airfare. It's the cheapest airfare. It is up this year over 25 percent. Okay, well, that's going to be hard. Just everything else must be really cheap just to offset that. Well, Joe invited everybody out because he was hoping that he was going to be in a brand new house this year. But home values, he kind of had to put that one on the back burner uh, because the price of a house has skyrocketed. Uh, The price of a house now is up 42%. So that's double from when Donald Trump was in office. It also doesn't help now that the mortgage rates Uh, Your interest on this is uh, now up four percentage points. Okay, so we got that. So Joe was out of luck, so he couldn't get the house. Um, And he's just living in an apartment building now. He rents an apartment. He's been screwed uh, on that one, too, because that one, his place of occupancy is up 24%. That's just in rent. Adding insult to injury, water bills. He's hoping that he was going to live by a lake 
so he could just go get a cup of water at night for free when he wants it because now water is 16% higher and electricity, if he's really lucky, he can get hit by a lightning bolt while he's out there and then maybe the light bulbs will work just because the electricity's in him because the electricity from the power company is up 25%. Wow, food must be so cheap just to cover for these increases. But Joe's resilient. He's an American. He takes solace that he doesn't live in California because their electric bill in California is up 51%. Yeah, let's get Gavin Newsom in here. Now, Joe inspects his kitchen before the big Thanksgiving feast and He's like, I, I, I mean, I got to get a new gas stove and he had to go buy it. But the problem is all major appliances are up 12 percent. Oh, and if it's gas, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. But it, it doesn't help that natural gas now is up 29 percent. You see how this is the cheapest, fourth cheapest ever. Uh, now, Joe Head's to the garage, he inspects his car. He's gotta be diligent to keep up his, he's got a really nice car. I mean, it's, sure, you might have called it in the old days uh, a jalopy, but that would be gaslighting. He's been diligent to make sure he keeps it in tip-chop shape because a major breakdown would be catastrophic. Uh, the price to get your car fixed through the roof. But used cars, he wanted a new one, but used cars are now 35% higher. And car insurance? Whew. Car insurance is only up 33%. Okay? Now, Joe also, he's going to the store, he's got to get some gas for his jalopy, uh, and that's gone from $1.80 before the greatest economy ever uh, to uh, three dollars a gallon just a short three years later okay so joe decides well i know the turkey and because i heard the president's really cheap so i'm going to put some gas in the car and i'm going to drive to the grocery store pick up a turkey um but he's hungry now you know don't shop while you're hungry uh so he stops by mcdonald's it's not really mcdonald's he sees the logo is a little different because uh, it's a knockoff, because McDonald's, the food, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. I hope you're comfortable spending money on fast food, because the Washington Post has just debunked a recent story about a $16 combo meal at McDonald's. Post noted that the meal in question was a novelty item, and that the White House confirmed that inflation was, in fact, falling. But Joe soon finds out this was gaslighting, because Inflation is still in its sane highs. The easing inflation that the Biden boys keep talking about is really just prices growing at a slower pace. But nothing's really changing. Joe orders the Big Mac combo meal. Yeah, price, $10. Mm -hmm. Big Mac fries at a Coke, 10 bucks. And in some places, they are higher. Why? Because since 2020, restaurant food is up 24 percent 
But don't worry, says Joe, I'm going to make it myself. He gets to the grocery store. His bank account is disappearing like Joe Biden at a press conference. Ground beef, which he doesn't need, and a good thing because it's $2 higher than it was. Okay, but I don't need it. Coffee is also $2 higher. So we don't, I'm going to have fruit and vegetables, 14% higher. Wow. Dog and cat food, because he's thinking, I really am looking for that cheap. And so he's like, how about some dog food? I mean, I know it was something that only old people ate when they were completely out of money. And it was shameful at that point. But now Alpo and other dog and cat food, that's up 17%. So he can't even get the Alpo. That's a luxury item now. So what's going on? Because in 2020, Joe would spend $238 per week on groceries. Okay, now he's spending well over $315 per week. I hate to be Sesame Street, but White House, which number is bigger? Average altogether, groceries are up 25%. So how exactly does our president say <laughs> it's the... Fourth cheapest. How's that possible? How's that possible? Now, there's a couple of other things that I'd like to bring you up to speed on. But before a break, I want to tell you just this one. Biden has come up with a new way because he's very angry, very angry because it's uh, something called uh, greed. Uh, greedflation, I think is what they've named it. Yeah, greedflation. It's just corporate America being greedy. And it is time to give the American consumer a break in price gouging. Now, how can it be the cheapest and yet there's price gouging? How's that possible, White House? All right, so I'm going to put this all in perspective here in just a second. First, rough greens. Having dogs around your house, around you, makes everything better, I think. It's not like cats. I mean, cats are, let me tell you something. Cats are practically the animal version of Hamas. They are planning to murder you in your sleep all the time. Dogs are glad you're there. Dogs will stop cats. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, if you have a dog, you want your dog to be healthy and happy and give him the best. And I suppose if you're a cat lover, you want that too. But sorry, can't help you out with the cat thing. Uh, here it is, Rough Greens. This was something that came up with uh, by uh, Dr. Dennis Black. He said, just sprinkle this on the food um, if you're feeding your dog kibble food. It has everything they need, including all the probiotics and everything else. That is cooked out of the kibble food. Rough Greens, so confident your dog is going to love this. They want you to have the first trial bag for free. All you pay for is shipping. Call 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. <laughs>
All right. So here's, have you ever heard of doom scrolling? You know what doom scrolling is, Stu? Sure. Everyone, everyone has probably done it at some point or another. And what is it? Basically, you're just endlessly scrolling your social media feeds, which, by the way, never end by design. And you keep going and going and going and feel a, an utter sense of doom. doom. Okay, good. <laughs> good. So there is now something that is happening in America. Uh, and it's it's happening more with those under 30. But it is called doom spending. And especially those under 30 are are saying, you know what? I'm just going to live. I'm going to live in the day. I don't really care what happens tomorrow. And they are just spending and spending and spending and putting it on a credit card. And I think part of this has to do with, look, if the whole world is going to melt down, uh, you know, everybody's going to default anyway. So why do I care? Uh, That's really bad. (laughs) Really bad. Uh, Because uh, as we learned in 08, others might get uh, out of their their loans and their debts, but you will not. My son, since he was a kid, used to say to me, what difference does this make in school? I'm not learning anything. He likes to learn on his own. Um, and, I mean, he can tell you anything about anything if he's interested in it. And he wasn't interested in a lot of the stuff. I mean, there were a few history teachers that he ended up teaching. Uh, And he would say, "What? it's no good, Dad. What am I doing this for? And I said, you're going through gates that are important in society to go through. You have to have a formal education. You don't want to close doors only for this reason. You could educate yourself, be, you know, out of school, do whatever you want. You can do that at a certain age. You could drop out if you wanted to. I highly recommend against it because it because you did that, it will close certain doors for you. You may never want to go through that door, but you as a young person want every door open to you that you can possibly keep open. All right. You've seen your kids close doors. You've seen your kids do things and you're like, well, geez, that okay. And then they'll come to you and they'll be like, hey, how come this didn't happen? Or I wanted to do this. And you're like, well, you closed the door on it. You didn't do the thing that you needed to do to have that door ability to open that door and walk through it. When you're young, you want to do as many things as you possibly can to keep as many options open to you as possible. Especially when you're young. You're under 30. My career didn't really start. I mean, I started radio when I was 13 years old. But I don't think my career really started until I was 40. I turned 40 and thought, I haven't accomplished anything in my life. Because I sobered up at 35. Doors were closed. It was hard for me to open doors again, but just because I'm obstinate, I open, I kick the door down. When you put yourself in debt, you close doors. If you default on that debt, you close even more doors for a very long time. 
bankruptcy. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. But if you know somebody in this situation and they are doom spending, don't do it. Bankruptcy lasts for seven long years where nobody's going to do anything. I mean, already, if you have just a iffy credit score, you're having a hard time getting loans. Keep all the doors open. Doom spending is a real thing. People feel so depressed. I know I've done it. I've done it. I've done it recently where things were so bad, uh, you know, on, on certain things that I just went out and I just I just went out and shopped. And it didn't make me feel better. I thought it would while I, well, it did while I was doing it. I'm like, yeah, it does for a little bit. Yeah, it does for a little bit. And then it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's just it's it's going to lead to real trouble if you're doom spending. Remember, we all survive this. I don't know what the world looks like when we go through it, but we all survive. We're all going to have a life on the other side of this. It does correct itself. The only scenario where doom spending would be maybe okay is if Jesus sent you a telegram and said, I'm coming by the end of the month, so rack up the American Express. (laughs) Okay? I haven't received that telegram. With an exception of Jesus coming, all of us survive this and are on the other side. Don't doom anything. And don't worry, it's all going to be taken care of, honestly, because uh, Biden is threatening companies now. You know, they better lower price. They better lower prices because inflation is down. It's the cheapest it's ever been. But somehow or another, they've jacked up the price because they're greedy. Huh. I thought everybody felt good about the economy. And it's, of course, important in these times to do good things for your friends. Uh, That's why any of these purchases you may have made in the doom buying spree, I will be happy to take off your hands so that you don't feel the guilt of what you've done. Um, that's just you know, something that I would do for you. So would you buy that at a, like a, a great discount? Uh, you know, I, I would, although I think the right thing to do for your mental health is just $0, a $0 transfer to me. I don't think, I don't think, cause that would be rewarding you if you were to get money back for it. Right. That's just not right. So just so give I would just me be whatever left you with bought. the debt. Yeah. And then you take. Right. And the debt is a reminder of, of <laughs> to not do that again. <laughs> a monthly reminder. Other tip. Don't have friends like Stu. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. If you're a gun owner, you know as well as I do that there is nothing quite as satisfying as hitting what you're aiming at. You know, the thing that people really miss, and anybody who ever tries a gun, if they if they just go for a day and just do an hour of shooting, almost every time they're like, this is fun. It is. It is. You want to be able to have fun and hit the target and everything else. But when it comes to it, you also want to make sure that you are hitting and where, right where you're aiming um, because it's a huge responsibility. Training now with live ammunition is expensive. 
If you'd like to save money and keep your skills at the highest, I recommend Mantis X. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military. It helps you improve your shooting quickly. You uh, connect it to an app on your smartphone or tablet via Bluetooth. And then while you're firing, dry firing or actual target uh, live rounds, it will show you what you're doing wrong and how to correct it in real time. It's amazing. Start improving today. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And it's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I got to tell you, I love Elon Musk. I do. I don't know if he's... You know, he could turn out to be some super villain in the end. I don't know. Uh, stranger things have already happened, so who knows? But this guy is, he's just, he's got so much FU money. You know, my, uh, my dad told me, you know, what you really want to do someday is have enough money to just say F you. And I, what, what does that What does that mean, dad? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, people are going to ask you to do things and compromise and everything else. And, you know, you might think when you're younger and you don't have the money, I got to do what I got to do to put food on the table. He said, so get yourself in a situation where you can go, yeah, really? F you. This is the real reason why the left hates billionaires. It's not because of income inequality. They don't care about income inequality at all. What they care about are people that can resist all the pressures that they yes. put on people. And Elon Musk doesn't care. Right. That's why they that's why they hate billionaires unless they're on their side. You've never heard right. about income inequality right. when it comes to George Soros, have no. you? Okay. So if you're on their side, but he really doesn't care. He really doesn't care. There's a new book out uh, on Elon Musk, and it talks about his childhood with his dad just berating him all the time. Yeah, I mean, his childhood was really rough, and his dad was, you know, according to Elon and everyone else in his family other than his dad, uh, was very, very <laughs> abusive toward him and everybody else. And one of the scenarios that they recount multiple times in the book, it's by Walter Isaacson, um, is, uh, is that he was... He would come home and his dad would sometimes be in good moods, right? right? He'd be in good moods. He'd be a great dad. And then another time he'd come home and, and his dad would just tell him how stupid he was, how worthless he was, how he would never amount to anything and berate him and berate him, berate him for hours. And he was required to stand there and take it for hours and hours and hours on end. Now, think about that as a formative experience in your life. Are you going to care what Media Matters says about you? Are you going to care what the New York Times says about you? Are you going to care about some advertiser leaving your platform? You will hate bullies <laughs> oh, yeah. on any mm -hmm. side, and you will defy them. One of the my characteristics, and I don't know how this developed in me, but my, one of mine is you tell me you can't do it. It's why I love... Walt Disney and Orson Welles so much. Mm -hmm. You tell me you'll never do it. You can never do it. You'll never get past these people. Oh, you've guaranteed that now that's all I think of doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you do it. He's, he's like that with bullies. Now, here's what he said on CNBC uh, yesterday in a live interview. Listen. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online, 
There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f- yourself. <laughs> but, but go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't uh, advertise. Okay, so. Wow. So. That's another world, right? I, it's I, another I world. never see stuff like that. But isn't that what we said 12 years ago, just on a very small scale compared to him? I mean, with less language, but yes, yeah. but it was, it was my money. Everybody said we couldn't do it. Everybody was trying to put us out of business. And I said, go F yourself. We're doing, we're going to build it our own and we're going to build it in a way you're not going to be able to touch us. And I said, we will be, you will, you will beg for the days when we were just on Fox. We're having the best ratings, everything now than we've ever had in my career. It looks like these are the days where you would beg for me just to be on Fox. Okay. It was my money. So if I want to flush it down the toilet, I will. That's his money. You want to flush it down the toilet. Now, the difference that the one thing that I think he didn't expect or people don't understand when I talk to people who are newly getting into this business and they'll say, "Okay, so what should I expect? What do I? And the first thing I say is you're going to have to understand that you're going to play to only half the audience available. You're going to play to half the country because you're going to be on so many lists that they are going to target you relentlessly. They will destroy your reputation. They will do everything they can to destroy you as a person, destroy your family, destroy your business. You just understand going in. This company that we started with you, uh, what, 12 years ago, Blaze? If this were any other country, uh, company, it would sell in the billions okay it would easily be a billion dollar company agree or disagree i mean i don't know all the numbers but yeah yeah probably it's very very successful i mean Mm -hmm. we know companies that sold in this industry that were on the left sold for over a billion and they and we dwarf them okay Mm -hmm. we're never going to get a billion dollars for this not in this climate maybe our children will be able to do it when america goes sane again because they've done everything to destroy it. Now, I did it on a smaller scale in the millions of dollars. He's doing it in the billions of dollars. So when he says this, and I think he knows, you're going to cut your advertising in half. You're never going to get the Disney's. And Disney, if Disney decides on its own, you know what, I don't want to advertise on Twitter. Fine. Disney's rapidly putting themselves out of business anyway. It's not a long-term client for anyone. So if they decide on their own, they, they want to do that. That's fine. But what he's fighting, and he now knows, 
or, or organizations like Media Matters, he used the word blackmail. It's not blackmail. It's economic terrorism. Anyone who says you must do this or I'm going to boycott all of your advertisers. Then they lead a campaign like they led a campaign against me and they came up with all these advertisers that were no longer going to advertise. And the funniest one was was Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz has <laughs> never advertised on a Glenbeck program ever before there were anything political. They just don't advertise on shows like mine. OK, they just don't. Uh, and so media matters. Why would Mercedes-Benz <laughs> make a statement that they will never advertise unless somebody had a gun to their head saying, say it, say it, okay? And quite honestly, Mercedes-Benz, if you want to take a stance against me because I'm a, quote, Nazi, <laughs> let's have that fight. I mean, I have pictures. I have pictures of Hitler in your product. You don't have a picture of Hitler listening to my show, so let's have at it. I mean, jeez, it's just ridiculous, and right. it is. I mean, it's a it is a form of attempted economic terrorism. I mean, it's not very successful. It's in many ways, it's more of a grift of the left than it is uh, some pressure campaign on the right because they convince their own donors to keep shoveling money so they can live in nice houses oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and fund their own lives yeah. when really do they ever get anything done i mean are they ever accomplish anything no they they have accomplished I mean, this they what? have divided the country sure and div- and made us into a country to where labels truly matter for some unknown reason you know that label is with that label that's bad that label with this label, that's good. So they've they've really accomplished that for a limited time because over time that's it's it's just not true. So it's going to burn itself out. Um, and and they are teaching Elon Musk now the cost of not being popular. They're they are bullies. You if you are beat up at school all the time because you're whatever. You beat up in school all the time. You learn the lesson. If I want to be this, if I choose that this is my, this is who I am, I'm going to get hit in the face over and over again, and I'll never be in the cool kids club. Fine. I never sat at the cool kids table. <laughs> I mean, I was the one getting food thrown at me. You know, I was not the cool kid in school. And I know that comes as a surprise ever. So, you think I care? I'm used to it. I'd like to sit at the cool kids table, but not compromise and become something I'm not. Go F yourself. Who cares? Really? You think you're in a club that has to work to bully people to say, oh, you're the cool one. You're the cool one. You're stuffing people into lockers so everybody will be afraid to say, you're a fraud. I don't like you. And I'm going to compromise myself to sit at your table? Uh, no, thank you. I'm not going to play your Goebbels 
to your Hitler. Sorry. And Elon Musk has, I mean, whatever amount of that you have, he has at times a a million. A million. (laughs) So he, he just doesn't. I mean, one of the reasons why Tesla was successful was because he didn't care if it lost a fortune year after year after year after year. He, he belie- didn't care. He believed he, in it. He wanted to do it. He thought it was, a, as he says in this interview, he's do- he says he's done more for the environment than any single human being in history. Which I believe is true I mean, if, if you're talking about from their you know, pers- From the left-wing perspective, yes. I would say yes. That's yes. probably true. I mean, it takes more. I mean, it does more to the environment with the batteries and everything else. But he's single-handedly responsible for the... Uh, the electric car yes. movement and yes. the success of it at this point, yes. as limited as it is, but it is successful as, at Tesla. And he built that because for all those years at the beginning, he didn't care, right? He didn't care if he lost money year after year after year after year. And he almost shut down. I mean, he wanted to make money, he, but he didn't mind hemorrhaging cash by the way just like at the beginning with you at this company you didn't mind hemorrhaging cash as we were building this you minded it but i minded it after a while when it was like i'm out of cash (laughs) but you didn't mind no risking it all risking it right it's the same thing with him it's everyone told him why the hell are you going to build a bunch of spaceships to go with spacex because he did he prioritized this mission that he believed was important over his money. This is what makes status. him enemy number one yeah, for hate. the left yep. because he doesn't care. And once you get past of once you get past the fear of, oh, no, they're going to cancel me. Oh, no, they might say this about me. Oh, no, I could lose my job. Once you get past that, nobody will screw with you because you will frighten the hell out of all of them because when you walk into a meeting or you walk into an office you're the guy with the twitchy eye that they all look at and say good god man he just might do it yeah yeah i make promises to myself first on who i am and then i'll make you a promise if you ask me to violate who i am see ya i'd i'd rather live in poverty than spend the rest of my life in hell compromising and then because of that compromise maybe spending all eternity in hell no thank you i have my priorities back in just a second first let me tell you uh conservative adults it is easy sometimes to take the concept of the free market for granted that we do and so we never really taught it to our kids uh and we need to now teaching your kids how to do a lemonade stand uh, make money that's all important I teach my kids from the get-go about taxes. My kids don't like taxes because daddy charged taxes on everything they did. Oh, the daddy food tax is the best part of the meal. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever you whenever there's much. a dessert coming in, oh, oh, daddy food tax. 10%. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and I would say to him, that's only one bite. Imagine if I took 50% of your cake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Tuttle Twins Beck is the right way to teach the free market rules. It's a whole curriculum, makes complex ideas very simple and understandable to young minds. It uses real world examples and exercises. If you're thinking of holiday gifts and you have somebody young on your uh, on your list, Right now, they're having a 50% off Cyber Week sale, this week only. It is designed with activities to help your kids and your grandkids make
make sense of how the free market works and what causes it to stop working. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Access this special Cyber Week deal right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. I want you to imagine yourself walking confidently into a shooting range, raising your gun and aiming it at the target in front of you and not, you know, hitting. It's like you're not like one of the uh, 80s Rambo villains that were trying to shoot Rambo from four feet away and they keep missing over and over and over and over again. Um, Be the person who hits their target and not in uh, you don't have to be in a Rambo movie to do it. You need to be at the at the range. Um, uh, and even in practice with your iTarget Cube. Your iTarget Cube is brand new from iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro has these cool laser bullets that you can put in your gun, your real gun, but and you're shooting it, you're not shooting the bullets, and I'm putting holes in your walls, but you can shoot and practice your target practice right at your own uh, home. And they have these iTarget Cubes now where you could upgrade now to even a three-pack for a really cool training experience. You can practice shooting drills, clearing drills, random mode all around your home, and it connects to your home's Wi-Fi. This is something you can do at home alone just to get better or to practice with friends. It's a lot of fun and it makes you better. And that's really important. Our Second Amendment rights are obviously vital to this country and, and its future, but you being in practice is part of your responsibility when it comes to your Second Amendment right. And right now, you can save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BLAZE10 when you go to itargetpro.com. It comes to the most popular caliber, so you can really train with almost any firearm. itargetpro.com. It pays for itself in a single day of range fees. itargetpro.com. The code is BLAZE10. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're talking about Elon Musk. Yeah, we should get into this maybe a little bit next hour going on where he goes. Because one of the reasons why I started reading this book, which is, you know, pretty long. And I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm not an Elon Musk head. Like, I'm not like, a you know, obsessed with everything about Elon Musk. But one of the things that is interesting is, especially since the Twitter thing started, is I can't figure out if he's actually a good businessman or not. I, the experience. Tesla is doing pretty well. Tesla is doing really well. Yeah. SpaceX um, is doing pretty well. SpaceX is doing pretty well. But what, how and why is my, my question. Because when you look at his other companies, like, you know, like he blew up PayPal. Yeah. You know, and wound up, uh, you know, getting thrown. Basically, he they launched a coup against him. It was such a disaster. He was thrown out of his previous company, too. All the money he made on these early companies or, you know, he wound up being kind of tossed out in, in a bad situation. and But his last two companies have done pretty well. Right, but it's different. <laughs> it's not It's not like he's a, a business genius. He's just a genius genius. He comes up with incredible ideas. Yeah, but, okay, so let me... I can, yeah. I, we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back. I've got a couple of incredible stories to tell, but I want to I clarify something about Elon Musk. Uh, that I think just the name of his car company explains it all. Program. Yesterday, I said uh, Tanya and I were going to do 20 days of uh, paying for the services at Preborn. And I challenged you to do another uh, 20 days so we could complete 40 days, 40 nights. Money is very tight. Um, and I asked you if you could give even $5, $10, we, 
we didn't meet our goal. I'm still going to match you dollar for dollar up to 100000 so we can have $200,000, which is 40 days and 40 nights. Would you join us in that? $2, a dollar, $5. It, uh, to me, it is the not the amount that you give. It is the, it's the act of putting into action what you believe in. And I know you believe in life. Uh, and I don't think there's anything we can do to call down more blessings in our life than saving God's children. And that includes the moms. Preborn.com slash Glenn. Keyword baby. If you hit pound 250, keyword baby, then you can donate there. Or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. Do it now. Join me. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that you have tuned in today. Uh, I don't know if you saw the New York tree lighting at Rockefeller Center yesterday. Yeah, me neither, but I read about it, and it's in our show prep today. If you get that, it's free at glennbeck.com. Pro-Palestinian protesters swarmed the uh, tree lighting, tried to stop it. They were actually carrying swastikas. Signs with swastikas. Now, I happen to believe all swastikas are created equal. But apparently some are more equal than others because nobody seemed to care about these swastikas. Uh, yeah. Things are a little dicey all over the world, especially if you're Jewish. And our souls are at stake. Never again is now more in 60 seconds also elon musk uh as well this hour um my pillow <sighs> that moment that you get into uh into bed uh and you put your head down on the pillow if it's a comfortable pillow it makes all the difference in the world when you get out of the shower and you dry off and that towel that you have is soft and i just i don't know Plush, and it really dries you off and you have it wrapped around you that, that's the best when you need new towels my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try they're made with amazing ring spun cotton which makes them incredibly soft plush and absorbent and you can get the six-piece towel set now for an amazing introductory price as low as $29.98 with the promo code Beck you can get the dis uh, designer premium line for $20 more no matter what set you decide on, that's 50% in savings. And you can get it now at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special squares right now. Use the promo code BECK and get 50% in savings. It's 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Okay, so we have Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner on from the IDF in uh, Israel to give us an update on on what's happening and specifically uh, on the hostage situation. 
Lieutenant Colonel, how are you, sir? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. First of all, how is what is the mood of the people? I've been I've been shocked to hear. Well, I shouldn't say that because this was like after 9-11 in America, how we rallied together. And after we really the once once we started breathing again, uh, we were optimistic and united. Is that still the case in Israel? Uh, I would say we are still not breathing here. As I sit uh, sitting in my Tel Aviv headquarters in the, in the IDF spokesperson's unit, uh, I have my television on and everybody is glued to the television watching as two ladies, two young women are being released as we speak. And this is the, the latest installment of the release of hostages, those 240 so hostages that were abducted by Hamas on the 7th of October. Um, so we are still not breathing. We are still very, very, um, I'd say very, very focused. Uh, society is gathered around the need for a paradigmatical, uh, a change that brings safety and security for Israel, for the south of Israel, but not only the south of Israel, everywhere around. We, we are this homicidal organization that has used the powers of government to create this weapon, this machine of terrorism can no longer be permitted to have this power. And that's all. We have to get the hostages home and then we have to get rid of Hamas. Can you tell me why or who decided on what prisoners were to be released by Israel? Did they ask for this specific names uh, or what? Because some of them are really nasty. I think, you know, the, 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 the underlining um, common denominator of all of those releases that they have um, either, either convicted for violent crimes or intended to conduct violent crimes, um, you know, the, the IDF isn't, it did not or does not consider the, uh, the list is not really under our responsibility um, and the government, uh, with its de- decisions and deliberations with the other security services, makes a decision. But what we can see is, yes, indeed, some of them are nasty. Some of them, act, you know, try to blow up car bombs and, and, and stab uh, civilians. And, um, and yeah, huge challenge. But, you know, the government has made this decision in order to, to bring back those that have been abducted. Um, uh, that are, you know, there isn't anybody that isn't, hasn't been affected by the abductions. You know, myself, it's friends, it's uh, family friends, it's, it's relatives. It's, it, 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 it touches everyone and everyone in society. Um, and this is why this is, you know, it, it may be a, a price, uh, but we always put out, put life first. And this is, this is, uh, this is the challenge with this ruthless enemy. Out of the hostages that are remaining, how many are women and children? How many are American I have, left? I don't have that current uh, breakdown. Uh, we've released up until uh, today 99 women and children, uh, uh, babies, youngest of three, three four, four and a half years old, mm. um, eldest in their, women in their 80s, and there are still women and children that need to be released. Uh, the latest story is, of course, the story of these beautiful ginger babies Fear and Ariel Bibas who were abducted um, and we've been demanding that they be brought home with their mother, Shiri. Um, 
this is this is uh, you know more and more devastating news coming out about hostages and and these people. But you know, we are determined to bring everyone every last one of them home. It's, it's the, the the instructions that we have been given, and we we do believe that the operational pause advances the goals of the war of bringing home the hostages and dismantling Hamas. I hope so. Um, I hope you get back to business when it's. Don't listen to our administration. I don't know what our administration is doing, but I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. But please just do the right thing and uh, and make sure that the bad guys are, are all dead, quite honestly. Um, we have been trying to find out. I can get the names of hostages really from almost every country except for the United States. And, uh, you know, people were tearing down the pictures of the uh, Israeli hostages, Palestinians uh, were, and it's it's shameful. My staff wanted to, um, a couple of them wanted to take one to their synagogue, one to their church, uh, the names of people and the names of the Americans so we could pray for them. We can't, we can't get the names. Do you know who's, what? how many Americans and who they are? Um. So I'm very cautious on anything to do with the hostages, specifics about hostages, identities, and so on. We don't know what Hamas know they have, um, and we need to be very cautious in okay. public, publicizing and sharing information. Uh, we haven't shared any specifics about anybody, um, and I think that's a wise move at this time, and, and we need to pray for them as a collective. Right. We, need to, you know, we need to keep them in our thoughts. And and uh, and what we are doing from the military perspective is making sure that we can um, you know gather the intelligence and, and seek out uh, those that are holding them and and be prepared for the next stage of this war and taking the war to Hamas. Well, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, um, uh, I I can't thank you enough for you know your sacrifice. I, I think you were a reserve, weren't you? What what were you doing on the sixth? My my date. I, I was on the sixth. I just came back from a vacation with my family in Florida. We were in you know, enjoying some uh, good sun rays, and we came back from from the U.S. and I was lying in jet lagged uh. uh, on the seventh of October, uh, very early in the morning, going through my social media at like four thirty in the morning, and then my phone started to ring. Uh, at 6.30 here, uh, my wife woke up from the ringing of the phone of the sirens of rockets being launched at us. And she said, what's going on? And I said, there are sirens, uh, rockets being fired down south. And as I said, down south, the sirens started to sound in my city, which is a suburb of Tel Aviv. So in the heart of, of wow. the country, we went down to our shelter and took my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, we went down to the shelter, and when we came up from the shelter, I saw the, the images on social media of Hamas paragliders coming over the fence. And I looked at my wife and said, something very different is happening today. I think they're going to call me up. And uh, she looked at me and she said, are they coming for us as well? Uh, you know, everybody feels this attack very, very personally. Uh, the assault on Israel's uh, Israeli society, it's very personal to all of us. Um, and so for me, there wasn't any a question or a doubt. The country calls a report for duty. And I, you know, I'm very proud of being today 
um, able to speak on behalf of the IDF and, and very proud that I have the confidence and, and I hope that I'm worthy for the servicemen and women on the front lines. Mm. Well, um, thank you so much. And I just want you to know, uh, there are millions of Americans, millions, no matter what you see on television coming from here, the hatred on our streets is reminiscent of the 1930s and 40s. And there are millions of us that will stand in their way. We it's not going to happen again on our watch. Uh, and and uh, please convey that to everybody, that there are millions of Americans who are with you every step of the way. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Uh, we've been trying to get somebody from the IDF on for uh, uh, a while to talk about the hostages. I, I feel bad that I, I, I might have put him in a difficult situation uh, to talk about the U.S. hostages. But uh, this is something that has bothered us because we can get the names of the hostages everywhere. Okay. We can't get the names of the Americans. And... Um, we reached out and we asked the State Department, I think nicely, why are you not releasing these? Because I can get them from any other country. Why are you not releasing them? This is our letter to the State Department yesterday. Hello, I'm a producer for the nationally syndicated Glenn Beck radio program. We have not been able to find a list of the United States citizens who are being held as hostages by Hamas. The identity of hostages from other countries have been published and are easily accessible. Will you release the names or descriptions of the hostages who are United States citizens? If not, can you explain why you're unwilling or unable to release the names to the public? Our deadline for response is tomorrow morning, 8 p.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Eastern time. This is the State Department's response. Good afternoon, comma, out of respect for their privacy. No period regards State Department press. Okay, well, thanks. Was, thank you. Uh, that was a little terse. I, I don't think we, you know, deserve that. But, uh, you know, not from our own government, you know. But, uh, okay. Out of respect for their privacy. I don't think the United States government cares about people's privacy. You want to talk about privacy come on united states government come on the program we'll talk about your respect for privacy now could it be that you don't want to give any more information uh because the terrorists can use it because somebody is you know a daughter son mom you know or individual some woman who's very instrumental in whatever and they're afraid that that could cause more trouble. I understand that. And you don't have to tell us. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for either the list of the names so we could publish the names so people could pray for families by name. You know, God knows who they are, but we thought it would be nice. Um, but I get a response out of respect for their privacy. I somehow or another don't believe that to be true. Now, maybe because they do care about selective privacy, you know, the privacy of the Biden family. They care deeply about the privacy of the Trump family. Not so much. Privacy of your family. No Soros family. Absolutely. 
Maybe it's just me. But I can't give you the names. Uh, I'd like to know, you know, what we're doing. Um, I, I don't need to know. But I don't trust this government that it is the government that has the citizens or Israel's or America's best interest at heart. It's, it's an interesting calculation. I mean, you could see a scenario where yeah. if, you know, the American media latched onto one specific hostage, they become higher Easily. value. And it Easily. A, so there, it's possible there's a reason why we don't know those things. Although it's odd that every other country seems to be releasing lists. Correct. So I don't know exactly what the reason would be. And that be, could but. be because somebody is being held hostage and that one person, they say, don't release any of them because that one person is important and we don't want to let them know who they really are. Sure. Maybe that, that is a possi- yeah. and a real possibility. But you say we don't want to give anybody any information about anything because it could be used against and you make it in a general statement so you don't you're not tipping off that there is somebody yeah i mean and plus obviously there's posters being put up all over yeah. the country of, yeah. of people who are missing um you know it's just a strange it is a really just, strange situation I, you know normally in a normal situation i'd say look we'll give the benefit of the doubt to the you know the the government and the military on this they know more than we do it's just hard to do that anymore did right? we I, not know uh, the faces of all of the people in iran the 282 or how many hostages were there and they were held yeah 282 hostages held for 400 and some days something like that yeah and, and luckily ben affleck saved them but uh, other, yeah. you know, uh, other, they would have been I didn't know he trouble. was even involved yeah um, oh yeah he but, was uh, i watched a documentary yeah. all right all right let me <laughs> stop Tell you about our sponsor this half hour. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know what is terrifying to me is how many people that are within the sound of my voice who are right now thinking, I'm going to lose my house. I may lose my house. I may not have a place to go because my finances are all upside down. I, I worry about you. I think about you. I pray for you. And I, I would, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in your situation, but may I recommend something that if I were in your situation, I would consider? And that is calling American Financing. If you are all upside down with your credit cards and you own your own home, you could get a, a loan, refi your mortgage, roll all of that debt in, they can save people, and they are saving people, up like $3,000 a month. The average person is $825 a month. That gives you breathing room. Now, the downside is you're going to pay a higher interest rate on your mortgage. Okay, but you're saving $825 a month, and when the rates come down, you're going to be able to get a lower mortgage. They'll refi again, and so you can get a lower mortgage. But this gives you the breathing room that you need. Also, American financing takes special interests in you, especially, you know, whatever your situation is. But if you have lower credit scores and you have you've been turned down, they have special programs for you. And they also have a program designed and it's free just to help you raise your credit score to get you onto a, a path of uh, internal financial peace. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. So today, um, out on the Glenn Beck podcast, it's available now, episode 203. It was, it was one of the more difficult conversations I've ever had, and I offered to stop a couple of times, uh, and this brave young woman, her name is Lee Saucy, um, she was actually at the music festival in Israel. She was one of the few survivors. I talked to her, uh, what was it, yesterday, and she tells the story from the beginning and what she went through. Uh, the episode is called, I Covered Myself With Bodies. The way she and about, I think, four other people in this bomb shelter that got to a shelter and then every 30 minutes for hours, another terrorist group would come in and shoot at the pile of bodies or throw a grenade in. And each time they did that, somebody else died that was hiding under a body. She survived miraculously. Her story is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is... When I, you know, we had a little kind of ease in to talk to it and she was fine. And then I said, so tell me about that morning. Her breathing changed. Everything changed. And I said, we don't have to do this if you don't want to. She's like, no, no, it's good for me to do it. And people need to hear it. The things she went through and did that just to survive, it's it's incredible what humans will do and how your mind processes situations. It is an incredible episode. Episode 203 available today only on Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to your mobile carrier, if you had to choose between great service or giving money to a company that believes in your values, which would you choose? Now, that's a tough question. Now, what if I said you could get the same service cheaper and the company believes in your values and is actually in the in the uh, thick of it fighting for those values? It's simple, right? Switch to Patriot Mobile. Their mission is to passionately defend our God given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That's their company's mission statements. They put their cause ahead of profits. Now, I'm proud to represent them just as a phone company because they're going to save you money. Their phone service, I, I don't carry a phone. I bought a phone, so I would be a customer of theirs. That's how much I believe in them. Uh, my family has their phone service. You, you're going to be on the three big carriers. You're going to get exactly the same kind of coverage. Lower price, better service, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Use promo code FRIDAY76. Get the best gift for the conservative on your list, glennbeckmerch.com and stewdoesmerch.com.
All right. The House has reconvened on their weaponization of government. Uh, there are There's testimony uh, that is out today. Uh, there is new information about this absolute insidious uh, organization that is now internal in the government, started as external, uh, and it is now a full operation with five eyes. If you don't know what five eyes is, it's the intelligence agency of the five largest powers in the West, America, England, France, Australia, and either Germany or Japan, I think. Um, but it's the five major powers and their intelligence, and they share. Okay. Uh, well, now they're spying on us because our CIA and NSA can't spy on us legally. So they spy on us. We spy on them. And when I say them, our people, the citizens, and they collate all the information and they pass it to us. We pass it to them. That way, nobody's actually broken the law or their constitution. It is absolutely insidious, insidious. Um, and it's public-private partnerships. Now, this is what they're testifying about. I want to hear just a little bit of what uh, Michael Schellenberger said about this. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech the Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. What's more, the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote-unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter-disinformation project to, quote, stop a repeat of 2016. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, has been, at the center, been the center of gravity for much of the censorship, with the National Science Foundation financing the development of censorship and disinformation tools and other federal Jeez. government agencies playing a supportive role. Emails from CISA's NGO and social media partners show that CISA created the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, in 2020, which involved the Stanford Internet Observatory and other U.S. government contractors. EIP and its successor, the Virality Project, urged Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms to censor social media posts by ordinary citizens and elected officials alike. EIP reported that they had a 75% response rate from the platforms and that 35% of the URLs that they reported were either removed, labeled, um, or throttled, or soft-blocked. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, violated the First Amendment and interfered in the election, while in 2021, CISA and the White House violated the First Amendment and undermined America's response to the COVID pandemic by demanding that Facebook and Twitter censor content that Facebook said, that Facebook itself said was quote unquote often true, including about vaccine side effects. All of this is profoundly un-American. One's commitment to free speech means nothing if it does not extend to your political enemies. In his essential new book, Liar in a Crowded Theater, Jeff Kosef, a law professor at the United States Naval Academy, shows that the widespread view that the government can censor false speech and or speech that quote unquote causes harm is mostly wrong. The Supreme Court has allowed very few constraints on speech. For example, the test of incitement to violence remains its immediacy. I encourage Congress to defund and dismantle the government organizations involved Listen in censorship. 
That includes phasing out all funding for the National Science Foundation's Track F, Trust and Authenticity in Communication Systems, and its Secure and Trustworthy Cyberspace Track. I would also encourage Congress to abolish CISA in DHS. Short of taking and those steps, DHS. I would encourage significant guardrails and oversight to prevent such censorship from happening again. In particular, it's very easy to see the line in CISA. They say they're covering physical security, cybersecurity, but they added a third one, cognitive security, which is basically attempting to control the information environment and how people think about the world, including the stories that they tell. Stop. This is a new term that everyone needs to learn right now. Cognitive security. What is cognitive security? We used to call it propaganda, but that's old timey. Propaganda no longer happens the way it used to with, you know, Rosie the Riveter or whatever. That's not the way it happens now. Because of AI, algorithms, social media, and all of the information that is out on each of us that we've gladly given to our overlords at social media. Because that's out. And because we now have the tools to remember when they used to say, no, it's just metadata, just big data. We don't know the individual. They know the individuals now. They know everything about you, your family, your history, your children, how you make choices, what appeals to you, what doesn't appeal to you. So now through AI, propaganda is specific to you. And it's not going to come in a Rosie the Riveter thing where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember seeing those and I felt good about America. It's going to come in little teeny pieces that your brain puts together without you knowing it. All of a sudden, you're thinking in one direction and you didn't have any idea that somebody planted that. That's cognitive security. As he said, it's our storytelling ability. It's how we make decisions. It's how we see life. It is so unbelievably insidious. This is not the loss of your liberty. It is much deeper than that. It is your loss of free will. Because you will no longer know what you decided to do and what you were shaped to do. We used to say, don't advertise cigarettes on television because, you know, it makes people smoke. Joe the Camel's going to make you smoke. If you're dumb enough, maybe you should smoke. If you're dumb enough, like that camel's smoking a cigarette, that looks good. Oh, it's got to be healthy for me if the camel is smoking it right there by the pyramids. They've been around for a long time. If you're that dumb, smoke. Smoke 20 packs a day. Good God. However, we know advertising can be dangerous. This is fatal. And our government is pouring billions of dollars into it and all of the information is there. This is not partisan. It's not partisan. This has to be stopped. If Donald Trump were doing it, it has to be stopped.
Do you remember what was his name? Robert, Dr. Robert Malone, maybe from Harvard. He was the guy that was trying to do the uh, ephemeral um, uh, tracking from Google. Do you remember when it depends on how they stack results? And so he wanted, I can't remember what it was. He wanted to raise $20, billion, $20 million for a research that could prove that Google was swaying elections. He couldn't get money. Couldn't get money from anybody. Why? Because too many in Washington don't want tracking to know they're shaping your thoughts. And he proved that you could change uh, an election just by these little tweaks in algorithms that no one would know about. You just stack things differently and you can change a voter nine out of ten times. That's why they didn't want to give him any money because they're doing it. I think this is the biggest threat to freedom out there. I think this is this is the one. This is brainwashing. And if they can get away with it, they will do it. They're already, but they will continue. And in a very short time, AI is progressing so rapidly. If we don't root all of this out of our government and all of this out of our big tech, if we don't start becoming and demanding for transparency on all fronts, we're lost. We are lost. And it could be under one dictatorship or another, but you lose your free will. You will not know until it's too late. I'm going to give you an amazing story tomorrow that will bring cognitive security to the table. Here's one example I'll give you today, but then I'll show you how it's being done today. You know how the FBI will infiltrate these groups, the Whitmer case up in Michigan or January 6th, and they have operatives. And those operatives are supposed to be in and infiltrate so they can see what's happening and warn and arrest before anything uh, before anything happens. But the FBI, we now know, is actively engaged and they are setting people up. Uh, back in the Bush era, uh, the left really cared about it because it was happening to uh, Islamic uh, people, people who believed in in Muhammad. And I said at the time it was wrong. You can't go in and then offer guns and help hatch a plan and everything else and then arrest the people you were part of it you can't do that that's old style cognitive security go in convince people to do something and then arrest them i'm going to show you that very story that just happened online uh, and it is horrifying and destroyed this group, destroyed them. They were in the right. Cognitive security was in the wrong. Tomorrow, 
at this time, I'll tell you that story and I will show you how bad it's going to be before the election. If this committee doesn't stop it right now. Stu wants to talk to you about Genucel. I sure do, Glenn. It's Christmas time. It's the holidays, and you're going to be meeting with all sorts of people that most of them you like, probably. You know, some of them maybe you don't like so much, uh, but you'd like to look good in front of them either way, and you can look years younger with Genucel, the best in skincare. From now until Christmas, Genucel's most popular package is better than 70% off at Genucel.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best in skincare in the world. And you can uh, see those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and even the sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with Genucel's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Plus, they have all sorts of stuff included. You can get this now for the holidays. Don't wait. These deals are going to be around forever. Visit Genucel.com slash Beck now and enter my special code Beck for an additional 10% off your entire order. The uh, order today is going to be instantly upgraded to free express shipping. It's genucel.com slash Beck, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. We have to spend more time on... uh on Elon Musk um, today, because there's a lot out of this interview he did on CNBC um, that I think is is really important to cover. We'll we'll do that next hour. Uh, also, uh, a continuation from last night's TV show. If you missed the Wednesday night special, boy, you missed a lot. Uh, I had an interview with a woman from uh, the air marshal system. Did you know that our air marshals are not on planes right now? Did you know that? Do you notice? that planes have to be grounded uh then the police have to come on board and take these people they're fighting they're doing weird things on planes right all the time where are air marshals i didn't even think about that where are our air marshals wait until you hear what this administration has done that's next hour uh so in about uh 15 minutes from now Uh, let me finish a conversation from last hour with Stu on elon musk Because last hour you were saying, you know, he's a genius, but he may not be a business genius. Right. I think you look at his history and and you see this pattern repeated over and over again. He makes a lot of bad, arguably bad business decisions. Uh, Some of his companies have been immensely successful, sometimes because people didn't listen to him early on in his career. But later, later, later on, because he was able to walk through a lot of decisions that were highly questionable business wise to get to a goal that he cared about so much. Okay, so I think that uh, a I would uh, he might have made mistakes when he was younger and other businesses. But I think he's learned from those mistakes. These seem to be, um, you know, Tesla is a very good example of that. SpaceX is another great example of that. But uh, everything you need to know about Elon Musk, I think, can be brought back to the name of his car company, Tesla. Why did he pick Tesla? In America, if you want to talk about electricity, you pick Edison. There's a reason I believe he picked Tesla. Edison, let me just describe Edison quickly. He was a bully. 
He was double dealing. He was a liar. He exploited the workers. He exploited everybody. He uh, tried to put everyone uh, out of business, not fairly, in any way he could. He would use Wall Street. He would use powerful, you know, millionaires or billionaires today. Um, he would use the government and he'd destroy you. Okay? You were either for him or you would die. Tesla, on the other hand, Nikolai Tesla, he was somebody who just believed in a few things and wanted to change the world. He couldn't fight the monster that was Edison, and he was driven insane and everything else. However, Tesla won. In the end, Tesla won, and his biggest win was when he found somebody else that didn't care. And that, that person was the guy who invented the air brake for trains and saved hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives. His name was Westinghouse. Elon needs Westinghouse. Program. I am wearing American Giant today. In fact, everything except this shirt, my T-shirt, this. I just got these pants from American Giant. They are, you know... I don't know if anybody else is like this. When you put on a pair of pants or a pair of jeans, there is a difference between the zippers that used to be made in America and the zippers that you find on most pants. Maybe this is a guy thing, and maybe this is just a Glenn thing. But when they are brass, strong, zippers that you know last, they're not cheap little pieces of crap, it's it's unbelievable. I, I, I put this pair of pants on, and I thought, I think these are the only pants I'm going to wear from here on out. I mean, they are really good. You get, you can get all of this stuff at AmericanGiant.com right now. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You're going to save money if you use the uh, promo code Glenn. You can get the uh, Rescue 22 uh, classic hoodie. Uh, you, you just, I mean, really, honestly, everything that I'm wearing today is American Giant, and it's all super high quality, all made in America. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, last night I did a show, a Wednesday night special. If you missed it, go back and watch it. You can see it on YouTube or Blaze TV. Um, but it was about 
Gaslighting. First, where is that term coming from? Why was it the 2022 word of the year? It comes from a movie in 1940, I think in 1941 or 44. It was not a big term at the time. All of a sudden, Merriam-Webster's like, gaslighting, it's the word of the year. And that was used against conservatives, not the other way around. So they say we're gaslighting. Well, I think they're doing worse than gaslighting on the economy and the border. Those are the two top things that people are worried about in America. When you ask about what do you, what's the most concerning thing, number one is immigration. Num- I'm sorry, number one is the economy. Number two is immigration and all of the problems. I took both of those apart and showed you the truth last night, but I took immigration in a different way this one time, and that is security. How is our security, the number of terrorists, known terrorists that we have caught coming across the border? Let me just put it this perspective. During the Trump administration, group of terrorists, I think it was nine, came across the border in four years. We are now two months into the new fiscal year, and I believe we have tripled that number. Four years, we've tripled that number in the last two months. That's how bad it is. And I was led to talk to a um, an air marshal, somebody that was part of the federal air marshals. You know they're not on our planes anymore? Wait a minute, what? Probably the most effective thing we did after 9-11, and we're not doing it now? Why? Why? You're not going to believe the answer. She's back uh, joining me to finish our conversation from last night in just a minute. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Good rule of thumb to remember, especially when you're when you're doing things online, is that, you know, if you've if you got it, somebody out there is probably trying to take it from you. Your information, your identity, your money, your property even. That's the game cyber criminals play. It's also the game the federal government plays, but that's a different story. It's no game if they succeed in cyber criminals. They're going to take it and you're going to have a real mess on your hands. Your personal information gets exposed so often, it's dangerously easy uh, now, and it's getting easier and easier, and the game is constantly changing, which is why, you know, uh, nobody can catch everything. But LifeLock by Norton is the best. They detect and alert you to threats that you may not spot on your own. Things like loans being taken out of your name or cyber criminals pretending to be you. Don't be a victim. LifeLock.com slash Beck. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll save 25% off. You can just call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Whether it's LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK, use the promo code Beck and save. Okay, so last night I was having a conversation with Sonia Hightower Labosco, and uh, this is how... It ended. Listen to this speech. This person returned to the hotel. It is important to note that blank never set foot near the Capitol grounds. In fact, suffers from a disability that makes it difficult for her to walk. This air marshal with 27 years of experience. Can you do you remember this case? What was what was he assigned to do? 
I do. And that's his wife we're talking about, Glenn. He is the special ops uh, air marshal. He actually assigns the teams of air marshals to follow these individuals that are on quiet skies or a selectee. So this air marshal actually came into duty. It was his job to sign the missions for that day, opened his computer and saw a photograph of his wife listed as a suspected domestic terrorist, knowing that she had nothing to do with the Capitol. She, she, she didn't even go to the Capitol that day. And we proved that through many, many different ways from geo-tracking, her cell phone, her Uber receipts, okay. you name it, right. we I, proved it. I've got less than a minute. You have to tell me if this is true. Are, did we actually use the air marshals to track a four-month-old, four four-week-old baby? Yes, Glenn. We're, we're doing that now. The baby's eight weeks old. The eight baby weeks. was not even conceived. It's an eight-week-old baby who's on the terrorist watch list. That is correct. I didn't have time to fully delve into why our air marshals are following, and I bet it's not hard to track, the eight-week-old newborn that is now on the terrorist watch list. Now, one of my kids, and well, two of my kids, they were born with, I believe, explosive stuff in their system and when they would drop a bomb sometimes, it was nasty. But I never thought we should call an air marshal. But apparently, at eight weeks, I mean, that's basic boot camp, isn't it? Eight weeks. Uh, what can these babies do to us? Uh, Sonia is uh, with us again. Sonia, tell us the story of the eight-week-old baby. Okay, Glenn, this story was just broke by Uncovered DC and Wendy Mahoney. This eight-week-old baby uh, is on the terrorist watch list, and it's not just one air marshal that's going to be assigned. It's going to be a minimum of three. So you're going to have three air marshals following this eight-week-old baby, no matter if the baby travels with their grandparents, if the baby just travels with cousins. It doesn't matter. Once the baby's on the list by their name, the baby is going to stay on that list. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did the parents do something? The father, I think the father um, was, I think they got him for parading at January the 6th. I think he did face a charge. I think parading. he did walk through, he, yeah, he either walked through the Capitol or he, he did something of that nature uh, on January the 6th. Oh my gosh, now, not parading. He, and, and this, you know, I think this is his fiance that booked the tickets for her and the baby. I don't know that they're married. I think this was his fiance. That he booked the t- that she booked the tickets for her and the baby to go on um, I think a holiday vacation down to Puerto Rico. So he wasn't even home. with them. No, he no he wasn't with them then. No, he wasn't. Huh. Um, so he's he's with them now. They are a family. So they were flying down to to visit family. I think down in Puerto Rico, and lo and behold, you know they get to the airport. She gets to the airport. They print out the boarding passes. And here's the baby. As you can see, I, I think I sent you the picture. It's the infant. It's the infant on the boarding pass. It says INFT. And then it has the four quad S's showcasing that they're on the watch list. Well, has the baby blown anything up? I mean, I just have to ask. I mean, has the baby, I mean, is Glenn, the baby involved in things right now? I mean, you ba- never can Baby tell. wasn't even born. Baby wasn't even conceived. Wasn't even, even born then. Wasn't even a thought at that, at that moment. This was, you know, back in January of 2021. We're three years, we're going three years later into this. And I mean, 
So, I mean, I knew, look, I knew that we had been following a six-year-old boy and a nine-year-old child. I knew that. I, I mean, that was a new to all-time low for the information we received. But when we received the information on the eight-week-old baby, I mean, how, how low can you go within the government um, for these, these to, to pacify the swamp, right? Because this is who we're pacifying in TSA with the air marshals. We are pacifying the swamp members that want Americans targeted because they exercised their First Amendment right or they attended a rally or they weren't even there. Anybody affiliated with January the 6th, whether you were at the Capitol or the rally, it does not matter. The swamp wants you targeted. So um, to give people perspective, and I, uh, Sonia, I, I believe one of the most of, I think we did two things right after 9-11. We put air marshals on the, on the plane and we uh, made the, the door to the pilots bulletproof. Those two things, I think, are the best things we ever did. Uh, everything else was just government nonsense uh, for the most part, I think. Um, at least the way it's been executed. The the air marshals are not on board of our planes now because they're not only just following babies and children, but they are also on our border, correct? That is correct, Glenn. We, we have been uh, forced to go down to the border for over two years now. The Air Marshal National Council, the group I work with, We've been fighting that because we know that we have very limited resources in the first place. I mean, the air marshals are only a couple of thousand specialty group inside of TSA, which TSA is this big administrative 65,000 bureaucratic agency. And then you've got this little small law enforcement component inside of this administrative agency, and they're smothering our duties as law enforcement with all their bureaucratic administrative red tape that they're using for a political agenda. And our air marshals are doing what on the border? They are doing non-law enforcement duties, non-law enforcement. They are driving people to the hospital. They are um, walking around the facility once an hour and checking a box saying, well, everything's quiet. I didn't see any doors unlocked. Um, They're at the, at the front gate signing vehicles in and out. Okay, well, there's a delivery. All right. This person came in at two o'clock in the afternoon they left at 2.30. They're handing out water. They're making sandwiches. They are doing nothing, nothing that they should be doing to thwart hijackings in the aircraft. What's your biggest concern on all of this? My biggest concern is we're going to have another 9-11, Glenn. We're blinking red. If there was ever a time in this country for, in, it's not even incompetence. I used to think this was incompetence. This is intentional. How can you take the only resource we have from the air and put them down on the border to do no duties? That's the thing. We're not even doing anything down there. And we're letting the American people, we're ushering in illegals, we're catering to the illegals, and the American people who buy plane tickets and pay security fees and expect to be safe have nobody looking out for them. You know, what's uh, um, uh, amazing to me is I didn't even put the air mark. I didn't even think of the air marshals story after story. Sometimes it feels like it's once a week. We'll hear about some crazy person on a plane that started an argument or whatever. And not once have I thought, wait a minute, where's the air marshal? Because usually the air marshals are the ones that, you know, hey, sit down. 
if there's a problem. You don't usually have to land the plane right away uh, for some jerk, uh, which the airlines have been doing. These all these incidences of these jerks on planes. That's maybe uh, happening more often because we don't have an air marshal. Is that logical? Glenn, that's logical. Look, and these have been some very serious incidents. If you look over the last two years just alone where we're fighting, while we're, we know that air marshals are on the border, we've had flight attendants stabbed. We have breaches of the cockpit. Wait, we've wait, had wait, passengers. wait, wait, wait. What? Yes, we've had flight United, United Flight 2609 from Los Angeles to Boston um, in 2022. There was a flight attendant stabbed on that aircraft. That's correct. How, what, what did they use? A plastic knife? Um, he, the, he went in. We're not sure where he got it. He made some type of homemade shank in the bathroom. Or, we don't know if he had it on him or did he get a spoon. We don't know how he did oh, this, good. but he made a shank. Okay. So that happened in the last two years, and we still don't know how he did that. Okay. And then the, the cockpits have been breached? Yes. There, well, they, there's been level four threats that's been called out. Um, with with the captain stating that the cockpits were they were trying to breach the cockpit. Um, there's been incident after incident that has happened, and every one of these incidents were normal flights. Air marshals would have been on the long haul flights. Remember, that's what Al Qaeda took our planes for when they took them. They they took the planes with the most fuel. So that's East Coast to West Coast. Those are flights we have normally would have been on, but we're not on those flights because we're at the border or we're following January 2021 people that potentially were at the rally or at the Capitol. Your, That's what our duties are doing. Your organization, it, you know, you represent the federal air marshals and you know, you've, you've, you've done this. Um, how, how worried are the air marshals uh, about, I mean, you know, the country's at red alert. We know this. We've, we've heard it. We've heard the, um, the, uh, uh, Homeland Security say we're on high alert right now for terror. What are they saying? What are the actual air marshals saying? They got to be going crazy. Going nuts, Glenn. They're going nuts because this is 22 years we've been fighting. Look, 22 years. A lot of the men and women that came over came over right after 9-11. 22 years that we have tried to prevent this from happening again and we are being handcuffed by this administration totally handcuffed there's nothing we can do because this administration doesn't want us to do anything okay so what do we do i mean besides we gotta get out of tsa Glenn, we got to get out we got to get the air marshals to a law enforcement entity this is what happens when you have an administrative bias political bias association like tsa running a law enforcement program. They weapon, they've weaponized the air marshals for their political gain. Well, we're not going to send them to the FBI or any other government institution. I mean, I think they should be locally, you know, wherever they're living, they, that airport should possibly do it. I mean, you know, San Francisco, I think, is the only airport that doesn't hire the TSA to run their security, and they catch more things than any other airport. And I can't believe I'm giving credit to San Francisco, but uh, th this th th you can't give it to another government agency. Um, uh, Sonia, thank you so much. I'd like to talk to you again on how we can serve um, you and and help get our air marshals uh, back on our planes. It's, something is going to happen. 
And there will be no doubt, no doubt, who exactly is responsible for terrorist activity in this country. And name them right now. Sonia, thank you for exposing this. God bless you. All right, I want to talk to you about Goldline helping you build a hedge around your financial house. When something is, you know, going wrong with the economy, gold is the is the hedge against inflation, against collapse and everything else. I just read a stat last night. It was staggering. Uh, gold is I have to see where it is today. But in the article that I was reading, gold's about to break the 2050 marker. And if that happens, then it's a whole new ball game with it. Uh, gold is being gobbled by China, Russia, the central banks all over the world, except in the United States. Why? Please, please do yourself a favor and call Goldline right now. Please put a hedge of protection around what you have. 866-GOLDLINE. Just ask them about gold and silver. They've got a special going on for every 100-ounce silver bars you buy. Uh, they're throwing in extra silver. Just find out all about it at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Where is, well, again, it always works to their advantage. Um, I don't think it will this time, but they have so many levers of power right now that maybe they just shut it all off. Um, But where is anybody thinking that you're going to be okay in politically speaking if there's a massive terrorist attack? Because... We know who's responsible. We know it's this administration. We know it's a corrupt DHS. We know it's a corrupt FBI. Because what are they doing? They're following January 6th babies. Babies. And putting these guys down on the border. Our planes don't have an air marshal. When there's a terrorist that most likely came across our, our southern border... What do you do if you're a politician? Because I got news for you. Everybody's going to know it was your fault. It was your fault. You intentionally did it. I think that's why they're working so hard on locking all social media and all independent voices down. I have to tell you, I, 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 I pray that I'm wrong about next year. And I haven't decided uh, how much I'm going to tell you about what I think could be coming yet. Um, but I am uh, very concerned that you are going to lose many voices that you trust uh, telling you the truth. And um, over the holidays and right after the holidays, I'm, I'm meeting with some people to Try to figure out what you need to know and learn and be capable of in case voices are lost next year. But we are headed towards a year 
of biblical proportions. And we got to keep our cool and we have to be informed. We'll do our best to keep you there at The Blaze and also on the Glenn Beck program. Thank you for listening to us. The Glenn Beck program. When one of our service members dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty, who is it that helps the family pick up the pieces? When we have veterans who have returned to this country only to end up homeless on the streets, who's reaching out to help them get back on their feet? Who's helping our nation keep its sacred vow to never forget the horror of 9-11? I'll tell you, it's you. It's you. And it's organizations like Tunnel to Towers. There are very few charities that I believe in. Okay? And I talk about them on this program. Uh, I talk about Tunnel to Towers. I talk about Mercury One. I talk about Preborn. I vetted these people. I know. I've seen their records. I know their history. I know they do what they say they do. Uh, and that's why I support Tunnel to Towers. They're, they've got all kinds of programs to help the homeless veterans, to help the, the families of those who passed away, the cops that are shot. They do all of it. And they do it with your help of $11 a month. $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Great Christmas present for anyone on your list. Use the promo code Glenn and save 20 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. And I've, I've got some really exciting news for you. And uh, thank you again for being the most incredible audience i think and i've done this for 50 years and i studied radio you are the most generous kindness kindness kindest um and active audience i think ever assembled in commercial radio yesterday i I said that I thought we should do a, you know, a challenge. I, I wanted to donate to um, Preborn. Uh, and I called my wife and I said, let's make a donation of $100,000 because $5,000 every day will cover all of the, everything, their operations all across the country for one day. So I said, let's do $100,000, and I want to challenge the audience to match me so we could do 40 days and 40 nights of rescuing babies. 40 days and 40 nights, that would have been 8,000 babies. I mean, an estimate of saving Mm -hmm. 8,000 babies. Right. Okay. Let me give you a couple of stats. Since uh, Roe versus Wade, since since 1972, we've been fighting against it. And we overturn Roe versus Wade. How many babies did they say were saved since then? In the six, in the, the most recent six month period. Okay, most okay. six month period. Okay. So, it, it, like the first six month period after Roe versus Wade was about ten thousand babies they believe were saved. Okay. Um, and but of course some of the laws weren't in place in the states right, yet, so right, it's hard. Right, right. To, so as these states have come online with you know better laws protecting life. Uh, the last six months, they said 32,000 additional births 
Uh, so I think 32,000 babies that would not have been born previously were born because of the, the change. So out of all the legal wrangling, all of the things that have happened. Half a century. Yeah. Half a century. 32, ba- 32, 32,000? 32,000 in six months. In six, in the last six months. Worth it. Yep. Absolutely worth mm-hmm. it. Absolutely worth it. 40 days and 40 nights, we would make a dent in pushing that number forward by another 8,000. What happened is you were unbelievably generous and two people uh, stepped up to match my donation dollar for dollar and match your donation dollar for dollar. So I put in a hundred grand. Somebody else said, I'll match his hundred grand. You came in and through five, ten, hundred dollar increments, we raised one hundred and I think the current number is one hundred and eighty three thousand right. dollars. Yep. Okay. And then somebody else or a couple of other people came in and said, I'll match that. So what is the total we've raised now? Five hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. Now, here's where it gets really good. How many days are now covered for the pro-life clinics? The entire network covered for one hundred and thirteen days. So far in one day, in one day, you've done this one day. How many babies could possibly live because of this? On average, it's about 200 babies a day. Twenty two thousand six hundred. So far. Which is incredible, an incredible in a number day in a day in a day, 50 years of legal wrangling, finally getting over or Roe versus Wade overturned, then state laws being put into place all across the country. And that helped 32,000 babies live worth every single ounce of effort to get that done. But in this with this audience in one day, 22,600 babies. Incredible. Such blessings. Such blessings will happen because we're trying to be good. We're not calling people baby killers. We're not doing any of that. We are loving the mothers, helping them for two years with everything they need for the baby. They feel completely alone. 60% of them say, I wish I didn't do it, but I felt alone. I had no other choice. Because of this program, they do have another choice. And we introduce them to their child through an ultrasound that doubles the chance she chooses life. We're going to do that for 118 days? 113 so far. 113. I think we'll get to 118, though. I'm confident. So that's we're close to three 40-day and 40-night covenants. Okay? If you want to give... You can go to preborn.com slash Beck right now, preborn.com slash Beck. I am overwhelmed by what is is happening. Uh, please be a part of it. Be a part of it. Wouldn't it be how many how much money do we have to raise to get up to equal the six months? I can do the math on that. Do the math on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were also talking about uh, Elon Musk and we're going to run out of time. Uh, but the Elon Musk audio yesterday, C- uh, CNN is saying he said to advertisers that didn't want to advertise on X to F off. That's not what he said. Listen. Do we have it? Apology right. tour, if you will. 
that this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go yourself. But go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the okay. audience. So what was he saying? He wasn't saying if you don't want to advertise. He's saying if you want me to bend and silence people so you could pose and you won't be boycotted, screw yourself. I'm not playing that game. I don't want your money that badly. This is the way Americans, all Americans, should be. I don't want your blood money. No, thank you. I don't want it. If, if you want me to sell my soul, because that's what's happening here. You are selling your soul every time somebody tells you to compromise, to uh, uh, just go along to get, a, get along. Angel Studios is coming out with a movie on Bonhoeffer, and I can't wait. I saw the trailer yesterday. I can't wait. But Bonhoeffer said, our silence in the face of evil is evil itself. We're, by remaining silent, by not standing up, by compromising, by just letting the bullies win, it's evil what you're doing, and it will cost your soul. So I'm sorry, but if somebody is coming to me and he's driven by what he really truly believes, and I'm not saying Disney isn't, but if you come to me with a threat and say, you better change this or we're going to all boycott you, we're going to destroy you, is there a bigger definition of evil than that? I'm not selling my soul. I wouldn't. Uh, he's saying I'm not going to sell my soul for what fifty-five billion dollars. It's a pretty high, high, high price tag, but I'm not going to sell my soul. My number's a lot smaller than that. It's amazing. Tomorrow, I, I want to talk to you about it because Stu and I've been talking about he's a genius. He's a genius of geniuses, okay? And we rarely see these people. But there is something to Tesla. He picked Tesla for a reason. And I don't think enough people, they're like, oh, yeah, well, he was, you know, an electric guy. And he wanted to electrify things and, you know, Tesla. No, there's a lot more to Tesla's story than that. And I think if you really want to understand him, I could be wrong on this. But I think if you really want to understand him, you have to understand Tesla. You have to understand Edison, Tesla. You have to understand Howard Hughes. Um, you have to understand Orson Welles. You have to understand these people who, when their back was against the wall, went, screw you. I'm going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Yeah, it is the ultimate you know, power, right, to be able to not care about this. And this doesn't just come from his money no. with Elon Musk. I mean, it no. partially comes There's from There's a lot of people. There is a yeah. lot of people. If he cared about money, mm -hmm. he would fold. Yeah. 
And everything, everybody from his younger years says he never talked about money when he was trying to develop these ideas. It was never the thing that that drove Tesla. him. I mean, he figured eventually it would come right from this. Uh, he at one point said, I will either end up incredibly wealthy or have zero dollars. I think, I, I think I've been quoted saying that too. <laughs> well, closer I'll to zero be, for you than we'll, him. But. We'll, we'll, we'll be living the high life or right. I'll be living under a bridge. But that, I think it's essential to understand his mindset. Yeah. I, you know, some it, it's like I, one of the reasons why I started reading the book about him was because I, I don't fully understand like some of the stuff that happens with him. I, you know, at some point I'm like, is he, a, is he the most amazing businessman in the world or is he not really a good businessman at all? And I, and, and because it's really, it's not even a criticism. It's like, it's yeah. like he doesn't care about the business side of it in some way. Right. It's not exactly true because obviously he's built these giant companies and, and he's been very successful. He's a genius. He's, he's just, he doesn't seem to care as right. much about the business side. The priority for him is whatever the mission product. he's yeah. decided. And he, and he, early on in life, believed uh, there was three things that he um, believed were really important. One was space travel. One was the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what the third one was. I can't remember. Wasn't chicks? No, I don't know. No, no. He's, <laughs> his, his, the, the, uh, again, he seemed to have participated in this book a lot. So I, I don't. I don't know how if he would say it was completely fair, but they definitely you know make him out at times to be pretty rough on some of his uh, uh, of his uh, mates uh, as throughout life. Like they had some pretty rough relationships with both sides. Look at the way. He raised yeah I mean, it's serious i mean i think it's central to yeah who, it is who he is it uh, is so i mean look I, I don't think he's the easiest person to deal with and i you know people in his life say that but like also you know that's part of the way he's been able to achieve what he's been able to achieve i knew a guy who wasn't a genius absolute genius thanks man uh no nothing like you oh. um an absolute genius uh, the guy could do and think in levels you can't even imagine, okay? He so many times would just be frustrated. You know, I'd talk to him and think, and he'd be like, oh, God, no, Glenn, this. And I said to him at one point, you, you, you get tired of people talking to you who just cannot think as fast. I don't think, I, I've never seen Elon talk down to people. I mean, he may in his, you know, private life. I've never seen him in public talk down to people. I've never seen him really frustrated. Um, uh, but he's got to be because he's thinking it, it at different levels. And all of these press people, how, how, how frustrated are people who actually are trying to do something they believe in and then everyone around them is trying to make it about something that is so much smaller. Right. Your fame, your fortune, whatever. Politics. You got to just be like, oh, God, would these people <laughs> shut up? Yeah. They ju- I mean, open your mind a bit and see a bigger picture. I, I, he's got to go through that. A lot. I think he does. A I think lot. That's definitely true. Yeah. All right. Back in just a second. Uh, we owe a lot to Relief Factor. I do. Uh, it changed my life entirely. It it turned my life from being overshadowed uh, with pain 
you know, I just, I told one of my partners, my business partners yesterday, I said, my best years are ahead of me yet. And uh, he said, oh, oh, I, I know. But he was there when I was saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it another year. Uh, and it's, it's for me, I credit relief factor because I was at the point where I couldn't take the pain anymore and I tried everything and I want to get out of pain. You could take these drugs. They'll get you out of pain, but you'll, you just won't care anymore. You won't be any good. Started taking relief factor. I didn't believe it would work. It did for me. Please try it. Try it. Relief factor. They have a feel better or your money back guarantee. It's 1995, the three-week quick start. Give it a try. Visit relieffactor.com, 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF, all natural, 1-800, the number four relief, relieffactor.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Unless you work to change, you know, my father said to me, I said, I'm not going to ever be like you. And, and, and he said something that really pissed me off. He's like, good. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. But you have to have an example and work for it or you'll be exactly like me. And I don't know if, I mean, it may be why Elon pours everything into work, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, I, I, I don't know, but. In, unless he is actively seeking other direction, he will be at times just like his father. And it's not because he's a genius and he's tired of people, but because that's the way dad raised him. Yeah, that stuff permeates every child at every some child. level. Um, there's new research out. Um, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Adolescents with very conservative parents are 16 to 17 percentage points more likely to be in good or excellent mental health compared to their peers with very liberal parents. Unbelievable. But so believable. It, when you watch the way parenting occurs with these tied to parents of these beliefs, it is so believable. You can be anything you want. There's no definition of anything. Uh, you're, there's, you're living in a world where there is no forgiveness. Uh, you know, unless you're powerful and connected, government's your savior. Who wants, who thinks that's a good upbringing? You're either oppressed to a point where you can never do anything or you're the oppressor. Like, unbelievable. Vision is that for kids? No wonder they're all depressed. Yes. The Glenn Beck Program.